0: I'm Megan Rosenthal, and I'm Alexis Lee, and this is the Mayo Lab podcast. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to the Mail Lab podcast final episode of the fall of regular programming at least for the fall um and we're just so excited to be back and talk about um the season so far and for those of you that don't know and aren't in Mississippi the day we record this this is like day two of kind of winter we got an early winter yes. so we're gonna have like a full of fireside chat there there we go yeah. I love yeah. it I love um it. so this is gonna be um just kind of overviewing the season, kind of recapping things, and I think Megan and I have pulled out some, or we have noticed some very consistent and common mm-hmm. themes throughout the season, throughout all 11 episodes, um, and so we're just going to talk about them and kind of bring things up maybe more, talk about things we've learned or what we're implementing maybe, mm-hmm. so we're really excited.
1: So Megan, what, where would you like to start? Well, so I can't believe we actually did 11 episodes. The season, so far, that's really exciting because I have kind of lost track and they've all Together like in the best possible way. Yeah. Um, but I in anticipation of this chat today, I started thinking about, you know, I think at least anyway, we gave some really good information. We spoke to some really amazing experts in their spaces who provided a lot of really tangible things that we could be doing and and, Mm -hmm. you know admittedly some of them I have started doing right and by thinking about this in a different kind of way but then I got to thinking about the magnitude of the stuff we covered over 11 Mm -hmm. episodes and it's so much there's so much really good stuff but I also started thinking you know gosh that's like really overwhelming like there's just a lot of stuff that we need to be thinking about and doing and this is in addition to you know raising our kids to be decent human beings and drinking enough water but not too much water and eating our vegetables and exercising and doing all of those things that that we know are good for us Mm -hmm. but not necessarily straightforward to implement into our day-to-day lives. And it it struck me that oftentimes, at least for myself, when I get this like, okay – all this really great stuff, yes, I should do it. The first reaction is, why am I not doing it already? Yeah. Ooh, is that because I'm not a good person? Maybe I should be doing things better or harder. Mm-hmm. And then you get that that shame and that guilt for not mm-hmm. being above and beyond in all of these different spaces. And so I thought maybe we could start today by thinking, working through for you and I, how we break down Doing these kinds of things in mm-hmm. our day-to-day life and maybe tell a few stories about how how we've started implementing practices, whether they mm-hmm. are related to what we did in the podcast or other pieces, just to provide so, folks with some context and some under, larger understanding about, like, like, we're not all perfect. Mm-hmm. We're not, you know, um, going to win every day. We're not going to get it right every day. But how do we start making those incremental, like, uh, this um, – YouTube channel that I follow for like workouts, like 1% better every day. How do we, how do we start doing that? Yeah. And and I'd be curious to know from you, yeah. Alexis, like how do you start thinking about these things? Yeah. And I know you have a longer trajectory than many of us as it relates to like health and wellness and things like that. But like working in this space, how do you mm-hmm. do that? How do you get 1% better every day? Yeah, Or maybe 0.5% better?
0: 0.5% better, you know, yeah. just a little bit better every day. And I think it, it comes down to really taking inventory. And we talked about this a little bit in the most recent episode with um, Dr. Bradshaw, Dr. Smith, I'm like, mm-hmm. what are your values? Like, mm-hmm. what do I value? And I've had a lot of good conversations actually just very recently with friends, family, mm-hmm. people I'm very close to about values mm-hmm. um, and breaking down values. I think we get that lost a lot. We mm-hmm. forget, you know, at the core of us, we have these values, these things we want to embody or things we're striving towards. Mm-hmm. And so when you know those and you're really, Familiar with those and how those interact with your life, I think it makes it much easier when you hold other things up and say, Well, should I do this in a way? Or does this align with where I want to be or where I want to go? And so, you know, being in this space and kind of doing this work, I've gotten really passionate about, you know, educating myself and others. And so I think one of the best examples recently, most recent, that Mm -hmm. has kind of been implemented in my life and my friends and family life is the, you know, talking and correcting people on the spot for different verbiages or incorrect Mm -hmm. verbiages or educating them in a way that's helpful or maybe funny. You know, my parents now all joke before they speak, they'll say, well, Alexis is probably going to correct me. But, (laughs) you know, they've all started thinking about it and at least Mm -hmm. it starts spinning in their head. And then they haven't even really used maybe incorrect language or, you know, Mm -hmm. offensive language. Um, We've all all started using person-first language in our house, which Mm -hmm. I think is really cool. And it started Mm -hmm. kind of as a joke and now it's just become something that for them and they've realized, like, wow, well, this is important and it matters. Mm-hmm. And so that to me is part of my value. Um, and But another thing like Cal brought up in the first episode, you know, we're in an election year in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. I never thought about that, like, yeah. at all to mm-hmm. talk to or learn about the um, people that are running that maybe mental health and well-being and addiction or recovery is very important to mm-hmm. them. And so that was something that for me I reflected. I was like, wow, like I'm a voting Member, you know, mm-hmm. I, I get to do this. Mm-hmm. So, like, I want to make it count. Um, and I know that I didn't really think I had a voice. And I mean, maybe I don't. That's a whole other podcast. But, like, <laughs> at least I can feel good when I go and say, wow, I really believe in this person. Right. Um, and so that's been really interesting. And then just taking, yeah, nuggets of, you know, Dr. McAfee said, Three good things every day, which mm-hmm. I, I kind of did, and so mm-hmm. I just refined it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And So it's also reminding myself of, like, the small successes that I'm already doing. Right. Um, and maybe you're kind of already doing something someone mentioned, and you just want to tweak it a little bit. Right. Or maybe what they to- said doesn't work for you, and you want to mm-hmm. keep your way. But, you know, you're we're all doing the best we can, like you said. And mm-hmm. it's hard to do everything all day, every day. Right. Um, 1% better, 1% forward, or what's relevant in the season of life here. And right. we talked a little bit about that
1: yesterday. Yeah. You just covered, like, a whole football yeah. field of stuff, right? Yeah. But I think there's a couple of things that I want to come back to that you talked about in particular. And and the first is, like, getting into understanding what your values are mm-hmm. and, and digging into that. So talk to me, like, how did you get into that process for yourself, right? Like, how yeah. do you identify what is important to you or not important to you? Because I think if we have to throw this idea around, like, oh, you know, get in touch with your values or understand your values mm-hmm. – but do we know what that means, right? right? And and mm-hmm. do we and are what I'm saying my values are actually aligned yeah. with my real values, like the yeah. stuff that's in the center of your heart, in the middle of your body. You know what right. I mean, right? So um, tell me a little bit about how mm. you did that.
0: Um, so I um, obviously we've talked about this. I'm in recovery. I work a program. So part of that has been learning a lot about myself and mm-hmm. what I value and what I love and what's at the core of me, like you said. But one of the books I read actually last winter break, okay. was Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. Okay. And there's a par- portion in it that talks about, like, your higher values and your lower values. Mm-hmm. like, And so that really started me thinking probably, like, that really sparked a lot of mm-hmm. – I had a spark, but maybe that, like, really – the fire kind of really caught at that. And so I really dug into – he gave a list of values, and they were values that I'd never, you know, really heard of mm-hmm. um, or they were worded differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, with a very um, – much of a lens on myself. Mm -hmm. I went to Google and I got very careful though, but like pulled up what are different values or how, you know, Mm -hmm. other things as like a brainstorming exercise and kind of slowly, you know, had a whole Schwack of words and then slowly kind of narrowed down yeah. to, and I think um, Dr. Haynes talked about a little mm-hmm. bit about this of like, okay, you slowly work your way down mm-hmm. to kind of what matters. And so, you know, had five or six and then shared it with people really close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still haven't really shared it outside that group. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of been like a refining year, I guess, mm-hmm. if you said, mm-hmm. I'd say, mm-hmm. of you know, having people hold me accountable to that, people I trust, you know, yeah. whether that be, I have, you know, a friend, a family member mm-hmm. or someone that's kind of a third party, You know, I sponsor other people that are see me in different spaces, Mm -hmm. Um, and so they can kind of hold me accountable. Because I think also in values, I can speak to when I was in college, I kind of felt like I was two different people, Mm -hmm. Um, and we've had some people talk a little bit about you know. I was someone in the classroom, but I was someone then on the weekends. Right. And so I think I've gotten to the point in my life, and it's taken a long time to say I can be the same person in all the rooms I'm in. Right. Um, but it's having all those people in the different rooms I'm in hold me to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if someone who knows me in church, do they say the same thing? Like, would you say the same thing about me, Megan, right. in work? Yeah. Would my mom say the same thing about me at home? Kind mm-hmm. of really trying to drill down to that. And honestly, the more I've gotten drilled down into my values, the more everything else kind of seems to just fall into place and I know that sounds really simple and like whoa okay Alexis but it really makes it a lot easier yeah. for me to say if this is what I value it's really black or white than the actions I take right and the things I do day to um, day because I want those to mirror like you said mm-hmm. what's inside and what mm-hmm. reflects I think back to the You know, if you plant a seed, what fruit are you going to get? Right. I mean, and that just, that takes a long time. And I don't think we can all say, if I change my value to service today, Mm -hmm. tomorrow, I'm going to be a servant-hearted person. Right, right. It doesn't take overnight, you know, it might take years, months, months. I mean, maybe weeks depends. You know, depends on how close mm-hmm. you already are to it. So that's been kind of how I started the value journey. So yeah, I would if you haven't just think like a month. Like Jay Shetty's a great book, um, yeah. and I love it. And um, but there's a lot of different resources, sure. and I'm sure we can find some, and we'll sh- we'll link those in the show notes too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think that I can't. Now I'm gonna somebody was talking about values and I can't remember which it was. So we will have to go back and look at our notes Mm -hmm. from before about doing a measure related to that. But one of the things I like about what you just said around values is that that you've refined those over time, right? That this wasn't something that you woke up and you're like, okay, my values are good. Um, And then you've been thinking about them and that you've had this evolution of you as a person going from feeling like two separate people, what you do in class, what you do on the weekends, to kind of those two people meeting and becoming one. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I think it's, important, especially this time of year, you know, talking to our student listeners, like, that's normal. That's normal. It's normal to feel chaotic and spastic and stressed and all of those different things that's yeah. totally normal for somebody who's in your position at your moment in time right and to be thinking through how do we how do we make one step in that direction to to getting those two people united into mm-hmm. somebody that you you know can feel proud of and that mm-hmm. that that is reflected in that space yeah. and this is a normal part of that process and I think for I, I had a similar kind of journey thinking through my latest iteration of values because yeah. I think that values can also change mm-hmm. somewhat depending on the season of life and that you're in. I think they in. should, yeah. I, I think they should too, right? Like, if you are in school and doing, you know, all of the things that are related to school, like, you know, maybe you have to sacrifice time with your family on the weekends. Yeah. Maybe you have to sacrifice going home on a regular basis because right now school's got to be that priority. Mm-hmm. It's not forever, but it's a moment in time yeah. that those things have to shift somewhat. And I, I did that reshifting again a few years ago, and this is related to work things, right? Because, you know, yeah. One of the benefits of maybe being good at your job is that you get more work, yeah. right? And so people recognize your value and your contributions, and then they're like, "Okay, you can do this." And this is a really cool thing. And here's this other opportunity, and then suddenly your your nose yeah. is just like peeking out above the water. Um, and so I sat down and I I really recalibrated that for myself to think, okay, you know, my family's really important. Having time with them to like unwind and do that that's a really key important Mm -hmm. value for me, you know, when and if my students need something from me, okay, that's a really important thing to be responsive to their needs, right? And so I went down this list, and it was like Dr. Haynes had said, it was like, ended up being like four or five things that were like just the top priority. And what I ended up doing at one point is like writing them on a sticky note, because I love sticky notes. Anybody who knows me knows I love sticky notes. Um, And I put it on my computer. And so as the email requests were coming in or text messages were coming in, I could refer to that and say okay is this in my top list of priorities Mm -hmm. no okay well that can wait until tomorrow Mm -hmm. because i have these other things that are more important today and it is like you said for me it became so much easier to make those decisions about how i was going to engage in that in that moment in time and it really did help kind of solidify and and get me through a really stressful time and place at that you know in that in that season of my Mm -hmm. life um And now that I say that out loud, I really need to do it again because, you know, (laughs) life is life and it's crazy. Um, The other thing I wanted to talk to you about, too, and I totally lost my train of thought, but we were talking through kind of, like, how do you implement those changes and how Mm -hmm. do you, you know, actualize or embody or what have you your values. And so talk me through, like, habit formation for you. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you do that? So you talked about your three good things. How did you start that process and kind of refine it after mm-hmm. what Dr. McAfee said about mm-hmm. in our, our previous episode around that, yeah. the value of those. Yeah. And so I used to, or I
0: I used to, as in I like until like a month ago, Yeah, um, I used to do, I have a morning journal practice and an evening journal mm-hmm. practice. And so I used to do gratitude and both. Mm-hmm. Um, and gratitude would be, I would do something simple like nature or fresh air, you know, something mm-hmm. very not targeted specifically. Mm -hmm. It was kind of just a general, of what am I thankful for today? Maybe like the sunrise, or maybe I saw a friend. And so reshifting that practice to the three good things of what happened today that was good, and then why did that happen? You know, like Mm -hmm. he said, being able to say, okay, well, why? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm trying to think of like a good recent example that I wrote down. Um, oh, so my mom is currently over here when we're recording this. And so she decided to come over okay. to spend time here. And so I got really intentional time and I've had really intentional quality uh-huh. time with my mom. And uh-huh. so it's like, why did that happen? Well, that happened because I was very open and honest with my mom the weeks before that uh-huh. about, you know, some time and space. You know, we were had a family emergency and now we're kind of all stepped away from that a little bit and getting yeah. a break being open with honest with her about how hard that was for me, but also mm-hmm. how good it's been for me to be back in a routine here mm-hmm. my around my people. And she was kind of like, well, I, I really need that too. And so having her feel like she can come over and have that time and space mm-hmm. because I was vulnerable and honest, mm-hmm. like open that door up in a way. And so even just like reflecting that made it so much more sweet just to say, "Wow, I have my time with my mom, but also, wow, I have a relationship with my mom that that is that honest and open and we've built that you know it wasn't like that in college and mm-hmm. so being an adult you know I'm mean, her adult child now it's mm-hmm. like our relationship's grown so much but it's not grown overnight right so being able to backtrack and say okay how did that happen and then I started reflecting more and mm-hmm. I have it in a journal so my good point ends up being like you know a whole page long cuz I've journaled about it which is sweet and reminds me um, just like to continue to do the work. Um, but other practices of putting into place, I think is just taking time as Mm -hmm. every good habit does. Um, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't always stick. And so I try to like every month or every other month, just, you know, my morning and evening routine are really sacred to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've talked about this Mm -hmm. in the office, how much those are important Mm -hmm. to both of us. Mm -hmm. Um, and so what, you know, what month to month, what's working maybe now that it's darker out and, you know, colder out, um, darker earlier and, than evening, like there's different things that I need or I want in mm-hmm. my evening routine versus maybe my summer one. Right. Um, and so just shifting and ebbing and flowing, and mm-hmm. kind of what we were talking about with Dr. Smith and Dr. Bradshaw like one size doesn't fit all, and nor right. does one size fit all for your even the year you're yeah. in. Yeah. Um, and reminding that. And so I just, I, but I think people get stuck on. If I want to have it, I should have it right away. Right. Instead of knowing it takes time and, you know, the yeah. you know, however many amount of days it takes for a habit to catch on. Right. There, there's signs behind it. But, mm-hmm. like, the, it doesn't happen overnight. And I yeah. think we're in a society very much, and we've talked about it a little bit throughout, I think, the whole season of, like, a quick fix. Mm-hmm. Something that happens right away. Sure. We have instant gratification, online shopping, mm-hmm. social media, all the things. We want things right away. And so not re- forgetting the work you have to put in right. and build. Um, but I think if you know why you're building a habit, why mm-hmm. you're doing something, mm-hmm. kind of back to your value or why it's important to you, it makes it much easier. Absolutely. Um, and it's made me it easier for me to let go of habits maybe because they just aren't sticking and it's because I really don't care. Or I, it was right. something like cliche or oh. I
1: saw on social media and yes. maybe that was what I know. Wasn't working for me. I love that recognition too, right? Because if it isn't aligned, then, like, right. why are we wasting yeah. time doing it? Like, we, you know, another cliche, the day is the day, right? We have that amount of right. time. It's 24 hours, whatever. Um, So so why would you waste your time yeah. doing something and engaging in something that's not of value yeah. to you? If it's like, you know, you you get influenced by something on social media, like, you should whatever, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, well, but I don't actually care about that. Yeah. You know, it's not important to me. If it's not important to you, good. Yeah. Like you've made a decision, right? You've made a recognition. And then you can refocus that attention yeah. on a thing that is really and yeah. truly important to you. And what's important to me and what's important to you shouldn't yeah. and don't have to be the same. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's a totally, again, normal thing. Yeah. And and that we need to, I think we, I think we embrace that idea like in our like off public lives, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we, we all know these things yeah. to be true, but we just don't necessarily, like, embody them yeah. in what we perceive or what we put on social or what have you. Yeah. But I think, again, we all know these things yeah. are, are real.
0: And that's what I do love about social media, you know, in the you know, is that there is so many people out there mm-hmm. that are sharing what they mm-hmm. do. And so there is so many places where you can go to be inspired or find ideas, yes. yeah. but no, you don't have to do it all. like. Oh. Even those those girls, I'll just use the example of like those that girl routines. Like, let's be honest, they're not doing it every day. No, <laughs> no, 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 they're not. And so it's just it's you know taking that lens on, like we talked about too, of you know that's their highlight reel, right. or maybe that's what they do one day out of the week. Right. Um. It's not day to day.
1: Right. Right. No, I love that. I think that's a really cool kind of like comment. And the other thing I want to come back to your mom and and the the conversation that you have been, you know like, uh, joyfully having with them around, like, use of language and person-first language. And what I want to commend you on is is doing that from a place of grace and compassion, right? Because I think it gets, as we start to learn more good stuff, whatever the good stuff is in, like how to be healthier, how to mm-hmm. be more compassionate to our fellow men, how to understand the the impact and the the consequences of substance use disorder in that community. And you can insert whatever yeah. thing you want to learn in this space here, right? But that, you know, if we're really looking to spread that, which is a major theme of what we talked about mm-hmm. in this season, right, is spreading it, you know, starting with ourselves, spreading it to our families and then out to our communities, Doing that with grace, love, and compassion is such an important thing to consider. Because if you look at the data and the literature that's around, you know, changing hearts and minds – I can promise you, I can promise you beyond a shadow of a doubt, no one ever changed their mind after you called them stupid to their face, yeah. right? Like, that has never been mm-hmm. a thing that has taken place, right? If you come down on somebody and say, how dare you use blah, 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 right? Or how dare you say this? Or don't you know, yeah. idiot person? Um that that mm, yeah. what what happens if somebody talks like that to you, right? You shut down. You don't listen anymore. Mm-hmm. You become defensive, and then all of the good information is lost. And I think mm-hmm. that how you how you started that in a kind of teasing way, and and from a place of love and and compassion to your parents, knowing that you know you're you're wanting to move them in a, in a slightly different way than they may have been used to yeah. talking before, and that they can joke back with you and yeah. be like, "Well, I might be doing this wrong," but they feel safe. Yeah. To be wrong in front of you Mm -hmm. and know from, you know, within themselves that they're also going to get the good information and they'll try again next time. And I think that's really, I think that's a really important thing for us to be thinking about around these topics for ourselves and for our families. You can always try again tomorrow. Yes. You can always start this over, right? I think about this as it relates to, like, diet and exercise. Not diet as in, like, the kind of Mm. the not great diet of, like, you should be losing weight or what have you, though I've done that too. Um, But this idea of, like, eating healthier or finding, you know, eating green things more often than you, you know, (laughs) than you maybe had been. Um, Is it, okay, so I have a bad day. Right. I can start tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I can start next week. I can, I can be in a season where things are crazy and hectic and not going my way, and then it, little, it slows down some, and I can start it again. Mm-hmm. And that's totally yeah. fine. Um, and I think that, that you know we, we, we need to be thinking about how to extend that grace yeah. to, to ourselves and to mm-hmm. everyone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You can do you – know better, do better. Yeah. Try again. It's our, It'll be new, okay.
0: It's our new saying
1: in the office: "No better, do better." Right, right, right. We totally stole that from Maya Angelou. Just yes, for clarity's sake. But yes, right.
3: You are listening to the Mayo Lab podcast. For more information and resources, visit themayolab.com. dot com now. Back to the episode.
0: And I think it's too important. Like you said, you can always start again. And like even in the day, if you mm-hmm. catch yourself in the midday, it's mm-hmm. that, And I think too, like, yes, I'm. I've in like recently too, I've been like, if I just get to November, <laughs> <laughs> and that's and October thirty first when we're recording. This is like so close. I'm like, if I just get to November, yes, yes. And so I've also I've been there, but I've also been like, okay, today's not going well. I can start again this afternoon. Right. I can pick up mm-hmm. or like I've been on social media all morning, so I can stop right now like I don't have to say well my limit's already done for the day I might as well just keep going like I can say okay no Mm -hmm. now I'm done or well I've already eaten the three sweets so I might as well keep going or it's like no I can stop round two right right. but there is that season like you said depends on where you're at Mm -hmm. like maybe you do just need to get to the end of the week or the Mm -hmm. end of the season or Mm -hmm. the end of the month We've all been there.
1: Absolutely, yes. And for those of you who are listening who are coming to the events next week, this is what we're talking about, right? So we're to October 31st. We have a big event on, on Monday next week, and, and then on Wednesday, too, we have some other things going on. So you, yeah. you will know where our headspace is when you listen to this episode when we see you next week. Um, and I'm exactly in the same yeah. spot, too, right? Well, like I just got to get to – I have a big grant that's due tomorrow. And it's been the biggest grant that I've ever worked on. Um, And this is for those of you who who don't know. People who work at universities, faculty and professors um, often have to submit applications to get funding to do our research. Um, And so one and you know this one is going to the National Institutes of Health. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, but it's this, like this huge undertaking. Our application is 150 pages long. I think I looked at yeah. it this morning. Um, and so getting all of that together, herding all the cats in a good direction, like that's just a lot. And yeah. so I've not worked out as much as I would normally or would like to. Yeah. I've you know worked on the ev- worked on the weekends. I can't work in the evenings because my brain is mush. But I, which I tend not to yeah. do. And so as we've as we've got that application put in to today or tomorrow hopefully um that that I'll recalibrate this weekend. So not checking email, not looking at things, not and it's going to take a minute for me to get used to not yeah. doing that again because you just get in the habit of doing it. But I also know that for myself, I need to have that break to be good mm-hmm. at my job during the week.
2: Yeah,
0: right.
1: Like I can't be on twenty four seven, even though that is part of our hustle culture, right? And if you're not on, you're not being productive. Um, I know for me, if to be good at that and to be able to be engaging with people during the week and be my best version of myself. I can't mm-hmm. I can't do that on the weekends. I yeah. need to like be away and not have to talk to people and mm-hmm. not have to wow. do that kind of stuff. Even though I love talking to people, just know yeah. that too. But I, I do need yeah. that. And so it's gonna take me a few, you know, a few weekends to mm-hmm. get back into that reestablish yeah. that good habit that I had before. And yeah. that's normal mm-hmm. and okay. Mm-hmm. And I'll get back there again and we'll and then I'll mess it up again too and yeah. that's part of, you know, being a human being, right? Yeah. Is we're never going to get it right. right. There's no I think that's the other thing I was thinking about in in, you know, anticipation of this discussion is is that we talk about wellness as if it's a destination, right? Yeah. Like it's a place you will mm-hmm. get to and then it will be nirvana, roses yep. and sunshine and that's totally not accurate no
0: no, realistic Uh,
1: and and it really does actually you know if you look at the literature around this sets us up for failure because there's because there's always a sense of like moving the goalpost right like you just can't well you just didn't do you okay you won that one but you have this other thing now you want this other thing now um and that's just not a really effective way Mm -hmm. to think about the world right in terms of like our wellness and our family's wellness and our community's wellness like there's not a place where you're gonna get to go like okay i'm done yeah right (laughs) <laughs> Not that easy, no. no.
0: And one of the things you brought you've brought up when you were speaking is, and I think we've heard about it throughout the season, is like the essence of two things of honesty like honest communication and like honest what you're going through and so I know like we've talked in the office I know Megan's been going through this grant I know Mm -hmm. she's been working on weekends because of this so it's like I don't so it's able for me to be able and now and then go into community so I'll Mm -hmm. start with there like you have to be honest and then have community Mm -hmm. around you so Mm -hmm. now it's like I can be of help to Megan in a way or like I know Megan's now almost done and so she shouldn't be working on the weekends because I know your values and that and it's like I can be a person and I know you've spoken probably to others who are close to you who know, mm-hmm. it's like we have community around you in a way so that they can also help you right, um, right. and be accountable for you and also just yes. uplift you yes. in the way of like we all know community and people are so important mm-hmm. for things other than accountability. But just right. it's so important. And mm-hmm. so what, what new things have you learned about community in this season and like oh. hearing everyone talk about it?
1: I think the thing and you just kind of hit the nail on the head right because I'm totally one of those people um, and this is like to my ever definitely to my detriment I'm not good at asking for help right I'm not good it's not a natural reaction for yeah. me a natural a natural inclination for me to be like you know I'm really struggling right now and mm-hmm. I need somebody to like do this thing for me because I just can't I'm always you know of the opinion if you said yes to it then you should do it mm. and because I'm a People pleaser too is like the worst combination. So you say yes to everything, and then you're underwater. Yeah, and then you're you're not in alignment with where what you want your values to be, where how you want to exist and show up in the world. Um, and so that is one of the things I've been working on is saying you know letting things go and be like you know what I need somebody else to take this on. And that has been one of I mean I love all of the parts of getting to work with you, but that has been one of the things I've taken from you, Alexis. Is this this partnership in this process, right? And knowing that. That you want to help me and the Institute be successful and that you're here as a partner in that process has made it safer for me to ask for help in other spaces. And so I think that's one of the things that I will continue to work on and to build out that community and to know to, like, whether I recognize it before, I had community. I've always had community. Yeah, we all have community. Yes. But you often get stuck in this idea of like, oh, it's only, you know, it's I have to do it because I said I would do it because that is, you know, whatever. And this idea is like all for like all just about me in this case. And that's Mm -hmm. totally not true. And that you're actually and I I heard this a couple of weeks ago and it really struck me that when you're not asking for help when you need it, you're actually depriving your community of an Mm -hmm. opportunity to feel really great for helping you. I love that. And and for somebody who struggles asking for help, helping and but is a helper? Yeah. Re- realizing that you're like, crap, I've been right. actually not a good friend and I've been depriving them of, yeah. of an opportunity, not in a selfish way, but like of, of them getting warm fuzzies or feeling mm-hmm. good or feeling helpful because I didn't ask for right. that. Um, and that's really helped me be thinking yeah, about yeah. it in a different way because it's right. just not, like I said, it's not natural for me.
0: Yeah. And it's because it's like you don't want. To burden them. That's right. That's how we. Or, yes, you know, I've thought yeah, about in the past. Yes. Like, I don't want to burden my friends mm-hmm. with that. When it's, I have some friends that are very. You know, when I was gone, I was gone for two weeks. When I had a friend mm-hmm. who checked on my house, who did all these yeah. things, she yeah. put dinner in my fridge the day I got back. Aww. Like things like like that is what she lives for. But yes. she went. To, she would have done it. But I asked her for help on the front yes. end, yes. and like I kept saying, "Thank you. I owe you. Thank you so much." She's like, "No, this is literally what friends like. This is what we're yeah. here for." Yeah. And I was like, "Wow." I've missed that so much in my life, like you're saying, because <laughs> yeah. I thought I was going to burden people right. by bringing them into my life or bringing them close to me or, like, right. asking for help. Yes.
1: Yeah. And it's not – and I think we have to get over this idea that, like, that it is a burden. Yeah. Right? Because it's not a burden. And, yeah. and if you're the kind of person, like, Alexis and I are to be helpers – do you feel burdened when somebody right. asks you for help? Yeah. No, you just do it because that's what you're supposed to do, right? Um, and so for those of us who are on the other side of that, that aren't good at asking, we have to like get out of our own way yeah. in that regard because mm-hmm. we we miss out on so much when yeah. we don't become a little vulnerable in that mm-hmm. in that space. Because and I think that's yeah. really what it, where it comes down to is like yeah. how how I worry that other people would see me not being yeah. good enough because I had to ask for help. Right. And that's messed up. If you say it like that, it's not right. Yeah. Once you actually re- reframe things a yeah. little bit, you're sometimes
0: yeah. you're like, wait, no, that actually makes no sense. Right. Okay, back up. Like, yeah. Just like you talk yourself off a cliff, and then right. it's like you, ha- you talk yourself back up. You're like, no, that actually makes sense. Like you're saying, like, I would – to empower people and, like, yeah. you know, they want to be of service. They want – like, why would I not? Why would I not? Right.
1: <laughs> right? Right. So, yeah. So that's what that's what yeah. this season has taught me about community is that we all have them. Yes. And we just need to be better about mobilizing them yeah. and thinking about that and mm-hmm. remembering that. And if we need to build a different community yeah. or add to our community, yeah, everyone's looking for that. Yeah. And so you just have to start – be a little bit brave, mm-hmm. get out there. And we talked about that, like, how do you make friends and yeah. how do you meet new people and how do you have those conversations in earlier episodes? And so, like, if you've forgotten mm. that or maybe missed that one, go back and take a listen to that and think yeah. about, like, what is that? what does that look like for you and how do you align your new community partners, members, mm-hmm. whomever, with your values, yeah. right, with the things that are really important to you at this moment in time? Mm-hmm. Um. I
0: think you said something really important of mobilizing your community and, you know, using them. And I think that, for me, is something I've begun to do, you know, in previous seasons. You realize then if there's people in your community that really aren't in line or mm-hmm. aren't aren't people that you want in your inner circle, or maybe they're on your acquaintance circle, you know, when you yeah. mobilize them, you're able to get a real sense mm-hmm.
2: of
0: kind of, and I, I, this is going to sound not how I want it to sound, but you're able to realize, like, who you need and who you don't Mm
3: -hmm. you know Mm -hmm.
0: and so then once you but you don't know until you use your community and you utilize that and it's like oh maybe I'm missing a piece of my community Mm -hmm. I'm missing someone that can play a really important role in my life or I didn't think I wanted in my life Mm -hmm. and no, actually their skills are really needed I really need that person and so but you don't know until you use yeah so don't be afraid to use your community and then I think too it helps to spur conversation Mm -hmm. both ways you know vulnerability breeds vulnerability. You know, Mm -hmm. Brene Brown always says that. Mm -hmm. And so it's like if me being more vulnerable has encouraged friends and community to be more vulnerable, they can mobilize their community. And so it's like everyone's mobilizing. And so it's cool then to see the energy kind of go and spread and you feel more empowered to go do other things outside of your comfort zone.
1: Right, right. And I love what you talked about, too, is this idea that, like, once you do that mobilization, you realize that there are some people that maybe don't need to be in your inner circle. And I think oftentimes we think about that and we're like, oh, my God, we're losing friends or I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings or, you know, whatever the case may be. And and really, maybe you will. Maybe you will lose friends. Maybe you will hurt somebody's feelings because there's that lack of alignment happening. But... Thinking back to this idea of being brave and and you know taking good steps for you, what's worse? Yeah. What's worse having somebody in your circle who isn't feeding your kind of advancement and and aligning with the values that you are interested in mobilizing or, yeah. or pursuing at that moment in time, or having somebody in your life who is you know who has been there for a very long time and that's just like momentum has carried you right. and continues to carry you yeah. forward. Um. And I think that. I think that's a really... I mean, it's a hard lesson. And it was a hard lesson for me mm-hmm. to have to learn yeah. as I was coming through, you know, graduating high school and going to college because I was one of, in my graduating class of friends, one of like a handful of people that went to college. Mm-hmm. Like most of my, most of the people that I was friends with in school didn't end up going to college or they went to different colleges and different spaces. Um, and so like that losing of friends mm-hmm. was really traumatic at that time, but also the best possible thing for me right. because I was able to make new friends mm-hmm. and be in different spaces and be a different version of Megan than was in high yeah. school, right? Um, I think lots of people that I went to high school with would look at me now and be like, well, she's not the same person yeah. at all, right? And probably maybe like a saltier version of, of what I was in high school. But um, th- this is more in alignment. I feel more like me yeah. now than than what you had talked about before, being those like two separate yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took those hard things. Yeah. And again, that's normal. Yeah. It's totally normal. Everyone does it. Like we have this idea that, you know, as you get grown up, everything just kind of be is is regulated and mm. nothing bad happens to you. And it's this idea of like you're getting to this penultimate moment where everything's just good and you don't have to try to do things anymore. And it's just that's not true. There's always this evolution that's yeah. taking place as part of all yeah. aspects of life, yeah. right? We're always moving. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. you wanna get like physics here like everything's always moving right like it's universe is expanding and yeah. it's true yeah. it's true but we get caught up in this idea that it mm-hmm. has to be
0: stagnant right and too i think in season of friendships and community of you can have people not in your season now mm-hmm. you know and but come back around mm-hmm. and i think this is something dr bard wash talked about of like people are going to change you know people mm-hmm. go to recovery or, or to rehab or they go to intensive treatment of mm-hmm. some sort Maybe you need to let that person go for a while and, Mm -hmm. like, maybe they they don't need to be in your circle. Like, Mm -hmm. let's probably be honest, like, they need Mm -hmm. some space. Mm -hmm. And that's the hard, you know, you want to love them, but you also need to not enable them, right? Like he was talking about. So, you know, maybe you need to let people go for a while. And maybe it's not something like rehab or an intensive, maybe it's just they're in a different season of Mm -hmm. life or you're growing more than they are. Mm -hmm. And you just, they're not, you know, at the same, you know, running next to you, you know, running the same race. But maybe, you know, in a couple years, weeks, months, whatever, they come back around and that's still okay. And, like, you can have people enter in and enter out of your different Mm -hmm. seasons of life and not just, like, ban them forever. It's not like you have to say, sorry, never again. We're not friends. This is it. We're done. Absolutely. Just maybe and not right now. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've had people that are like, you know, thank you so much for that hard love of like Mm -hmm. letting people go maybe helps them realize like there's things they need to look at or Mm -hmm. realize or they feel the space then to grow Mm -hmm. I've had a friend who's stepped away and been like I didn't realize like how much I felt you know closed in Mm. like I felt like I needed space to grow and be my own person I could be someone Mm -hmm. else you know maybe not in the shadow of our group or whatever and so it's like that's good and okay and then you know they come back around Mm and so it's not like end all be all when people right. leave your community. And maybe yeah. it is, but also I think the older I've gotten, the more I realize like it is still hard to make friends. It, it is. It, it really is. is. It is. But and so A, it doesn't have to be like we've talked about, mm-hmm. but B, Those people you have in your life, they can stay there forever, but maybe not consistently forever. Maybe there's seasons of ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just reminding that, like we said, not everything has to be all the time, 100%. Right,
1: right. Well, and I I think about another example I think about around that is um, because I'm amongst the – the only people in my friend group the only person in my friend group who doesn't have kids right don't have children I have little dogs but those don't count as kids obviously right Um, and so for some of the people that I have known for most of my life like they've got families like large Mm -hmm. families that have those we're not friends anymore but they have different priorities they have to take their kids to like soccer and dance Mm -hmm. and hockey because many of them are Canadian Um, and so that doesn't mean they hate me that doesn't mean they don't like me anymore that doesn't mean that they don't value our friendship but we have different priorities Right. Mm -hmm. And and I think about that as a student going to different professional programs or going into graduate school or going and moving in those different directions. Maybe your friends aren't doing that. Maybe your friends are done after four years and have gone off and gotten really amazing careers, but you really feel that pull to go do something else, whatever that ends up looking like. That's okay. That yeah. doesn't mean that they don't like you. That doesn't mean that you're not you're not being true yeah. to them. That doesn't mean that, you know, any of those things are true. It's just that you're on a slightly different path mm-hmm. and that's fine. And you've defined a way, if you're feeling that pulling your heart to do that next thing or be in a different space than the people around you, you've got to find a way to be okay with that. Because, yeah. Because, again, how awful would it be to get to the end of your life or the end of your, you know, what have you, and be like, oh, I really wish I had done blah, right. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I didn't because I was scared.
0: Yeah. And mm-hmm.
1: that that would be really, that would make me really sad. The yeah. idea of that makes me really sad.
0: Right. I agree.
1: Yeah. Well, I think we've covered so much. We did, again.
0: Again, we always do. We do, yes. And so hopefully um, you guys can take a little bit of nugget of something we said or maybe feel encouraged or feel like you're not alone or Mm -hmm. have an idea or maybe you're spurred to go back and listen to all the episodes. Um, (laughs) We hope you do that. Um, (laughs) So we are so excited for What's Ahead for the Mail Lab Mm -hmm. podcast, um, and we have some really good things coming ahead. And so we hope to see you next season. But in the meantime, listen to season two, listen to season one. We can, you can find us on all the streaming platforms, YouTube, um, reach out to us, and <laughs> any feedback, thoughts, ideas. Yes. You want to hear something more from us, um, or maybe there's a topic we haven't covered yet that you <laughs> really are like, come on, guys, shut up, shoot us an email, yes. shoot us a DM. All of our stuff will link in the show notes. Yeah. And so we're, we're really thankful, though, for you guys listening and mm-hmm. supporting. And it means so much to Megan and I yes. um, and the whole team behind it that you ha- we have people that tune in every week to listen. So thank you guys um, and have a great day.
1: Thank you all.
3: Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Mayo Lab podcast. The Mayo Lab podcast is produced by Dr. Natasha Jeter, Dr. Megan Rosenthal, Alexis Lee, Slade Lewis, Hannah Finch. This podcast was recorded at Broadcast Studio in Oxford, Mississippi. The show was mixed and mastered by Clay Jones, and our original music was composed by Slade Lewis. The Mayo Lab Podcast is brought to you by the William McGee Institute for Student Well-Being. For more information on the Mayo Lab Podcast, head over to themayolab.com and follow us on social media at the Mayo Lab. If you enjoyed listening to the Mayo Lab Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are listening to this podcast. This podcast represents the opinions of Dr. Megan Rosenthal, Alexis Lee, and their guests on the show. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for the medical advice of a licensed counselor or physician. The listener should consult with their mental health professional in any matters relating to his or her health or the health of a child.